This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric S. Med, Sump, A.O., torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, it's the sound of a man possessed with the mind-altering psychic energy that is part and parcel of the greatest game of all. Yes, bludgers. It's the Sumpster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof cave here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to another Bludge. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. My very good friends, my very good friends, what an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And Blindsiders, what a week for the greatest game of all. A wild set of seven. Incredible action on on and off the paddock once again. Just before we uh, hit the week that was, Father's Day looms. And the Bludgers teamed up with our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, to get the nation's dads set and swinging on the big day. Check out the must-have, must-haves, should I say, from the Knights Wellness Range, created by the House of Alanders. There's the King Wally aftershave and popular hair paint combo in club colours, available at the special family price that won't rip a hole in the budget, well, in the family budget. It won't shred the family budget is what I'm trying to say. And what about the Nofalumas, the before and after twin pack of deodorant and body spray, which can have your homeside hero smelling fresh as a daisy or sporting the aroma that 80 top premiership minutes of the greatest game of all can give. And it's the only way you can get that wonderful, wonderful sense of dad. The Knights will make your day and celebrate your dad. The two prongs of the magnificent array of Knights merch are produced with your dad in mind. And speaking of dads, Aussie heroes, isn't it great to have the man in the cravat, big Matty Preston, caressing the cutlery on primetime TV again? I mean, whenever he fondles a fork and mentions the allure of asparagus, I'm rubble. And I'm not alone. The Rugby League week began with a lopsided score issue looming again. It was, in fact, it loomed again as soon as the NRL decided it was cracked, boxed and buried. It was a problem the game had solved. And now as we look back, well, it didn't really do much to it at all. Look at those tight ones that went down to the S-Men last weekend. Cows, 46. Warriors, 4. Eels, 42. Dogs, 6. Sharks, 40. Human face, 6. And the big one, Roosters, 72. Tigers, 6. And it's all on again already this week. I think the Broncos ran in 53. Odd number, but something for the punters. 53. Broncos, 6. We'll come to more of that in a moment. Knowledgeable punters or pundits uh, and punters suggest the players who know they won't be part of 2023 or 2022 finals uh, have already checked out and are on their way to Bali while still playing in the the toughest football competition in the world. It's a, a neat trick. It's the way the mind works for rugby league players. These heady weeks of incredible tight matches has Mr. Feathers, Peter Volandis, licking his lips 
at, uh, you know, fixtures looming uh, in this September. The game is certainly, from his point of view, tickety-boo for a stateside tilt, which has now sadly been binned. Roy and I were very keen on this stateside. We, we thought it was the beginning of a whole new area, obviously. People in America are gagging to punt on the rugby league. I mean, that's a fact. University, the University of Texas did a survey of 12 people and they found that four of them were keen to get involved, even though they knew nothing about rugby league, they were keen to get involved with the concept of punting on something they knew nothing about. They'd been doing it all their lives. Uh, So uh, we will probe that disappointment later in the show. I I think it's the biggest story of the week that the uh, America's off. I mean, I'm not quite sure what's happened. We'll wait and see uh, if we can get to the bottom of it. Uh, Now, I'm not sure if it's off forever or just for 2023. Uh, we do have some suggestions of who might go and represent the, uh, the our great nation or our great code, Rugby League. Elsewhere, the code's new improve SFS with cheap drinks and lobster dogs and heaps of toilets is ready to rumble. There are complaints about the cost of drinks, though, already. But if you can't afford $19 for a schooner of Russia's DA, the league is not interested in you. That's just simply a fact. You know, $19, everybody can afford $19 for a, a Russia's DA. But if you haven't got that, don't come. You'll only be disappointed. You'll bleat to some radio station or write a letter to the paper, bagging league, when you should have a good hard look at yourself. The opening night at Allianz tomorrow features the three billionaires, Rier, Gibb and Ye. Plus, of course, our very own uh, Guy Sebastian and Baker Boy. It gets underway at 5pm Eastern and it's free to get in. Everything else is pretty pricey. Now, the NRL kicks off uh, next Friday, uh, first run on the stadium, Friday the 2nd. It's the first hit out on the new surface featuring the big dancers from last year, the uh, Rumba finalists, the Roosters and the Dragons, NRLW, next Friday night. This cracker is followed by the blokes in a foul house v. Hutch stink. I think we flagged that elsewhere on this program. It'll be a whole new chapter in the Book of Bicker. It's going to be a night of nights, and the Roosters last night were incredible. I hate to think what oh, – I just hope Souths are ready for them. Rugby and her old go fruit and nut are preparing for the challenge of South Africa, still pursuing that OAP vibe. I'm not quite sure where that's going to get them, but maybe they know what they're doing. The old are packing down against the Springboks. Now, the Springboks may be the world champs at the moment. They're the prettiest cricket ground in the world today. Adelaide Oval I'm talking about. Next Saturday night, it all happens again at Allianz. Talk about lip-licking. Lip-licking. Now, the AFL and his others again. He just can't simply let it go and go quietly. The murderer has programmed the Pies v Cats at the G next Saturday. On his way out, he has managed a final jab in the eye with the bloodstained putty knife, putting the hard-working local football communities who are playing finals across that state at the same time right in it. The bloke just doesn't care about football. Uh, speaking of other football, the world game, it's good news to know he's back. Who's back? The midfield maestro, whose grasp through the Italian way thrilled the nation a few years ago. Yes, I'm talking about who's, who's who, who's hitting. Uh, he's back to guide the Socceroo through the tricky pool matches and Qatar in a few weeks' time. And uh, let's not forget that uh, it was a cross-pollination. Hoos had never encountered Route 1 in his life, but once the uh, Australians showed him some vision of uh, Mark Viduka in his heyday, he got the idea pretty quickly and brought it to the table, as so to speak, of possibilities. Tennis and Nick Kyrgios, as part of his preparation for the US Open build-up, is being sued by a spectator who claims they have been defamed by our number one during his Wimbledon 2022. Remember the person who had drunk 700 beers? 
Now, if this case is successful, there could be a string of actions with similar complaints, many coming from spectators who were camped from time to time in Kyrgios's courtside box, who seemed to be at the end of a gobful from the champ. Mercifully, Nick has had some big paydays on his climb to the top, and we'll see them all in court, according to Nick. Now, in a roundup of trot news from the dump end of the conveyance, Victoria... Victorian Emma Stewart will be looking for her 100th Group 1 tonight at Tabcourt Park, Manangle in the Nutrient Equine Alabar Farms, two-year-old uh, for Colts and Geldings. We mentioned this last week. Emma has uh, several top chances going around in the Nutrient. Petrarca is her best, described by those close to the gig as, wait for it, a freakish talent. A freakish talent. I mean, Paleface, Adios, etc. they were all freakish talents, but uh, this uh, horse is way beyond what they could do. He does a lot of card tricks. He uh, does a lot of that counting. Hoof on the till style, all that sort of stuff. Freakish talent. But can I just point out, I'm absolutely terrified of major celebrity and there's very big raps on our Vinny in the race. So it's not all over yet for Petrarca, named obviously after the uh, Demons footy player. Cricketer and the BBL and Dave Warner does a deal with Cricket Australia to walk away with 70,000 large ones per match when he pads up for the Sydney Thunder in the BBL. He's not concerned about big scores. He just wants to put bums on seats and entertain. It's a refreshing idea, isn't it, Cricket? These whole new concepts, bums on seats and entertain. He'll come out with, I, I don't know, a sort of a, an act with a fright wig and a red nose and then do some funny things, uh, jumping over the stumps, burning the stumps, all that sort of stuff, pantsing the wicket keeper, look over there, whack in the head, you know, all the things that he gets up to. He's not concerned, as I said, with putting, uh, you know, runs on the board. It's bums on seats. That's how to judge him. You know, uh, you can read about the runs, I suppose, in the blogs. They don't need to be reported elsewhere. But bums on seats, that's the lifeblood of the caper. Students, incidentally, will know uh, will know Dave's recent record with the Donga in T20 caper and could possibly calculate how much the Thunderstar will trouser per run. Maybe take his last 10 knocks in uh, uh, the shortened form of the game, the T20 form of the game, as a bit of a guide. And now, as we do every week on The Bludge, we pause for a moment to TYFYS. Remember, this is the only program that takes time to pause and draw attention to the Thank You Rugby League space. Thanks, Australia. Thanks, Rugby League. Thanks to all those who've served. And incidentally, isn't that isn't that what Rugby League's all about, respect? I mean, sure, Jerry Hargraves went nuts last night, but that's partly about respect in a different form. This is a respect in the form of saying thank you, not bashing people in the head with his nut. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wall for another week, it's time to ask the man who gave the world the voice of hope to step up to the mic for another spray. Uh, the voice of hope, of course, belongs to Captain Hope himself, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Folly six, Simon Hope. Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and happy rugby league to you and, of course, to your family. And uh, happy rugby league to all responsible, hard-working, decent Australians who act upon their free bowel testing kits with diligence and gusto. Good. Uh, I received mine about a fortnight ago, and uh, I had it in the bag and back with them within 48 hours. It's no effort. It's very easy to do, and it's fun. It's easier now, isn't Well, it? you can involve the family. Do you think I've got it? Yeah. That's the question I'd ask. That's the thing. Is there enough on there? That sort of thing. And... Uh, 
And then you're reassured. Reassured, yes. Uh, down the track when you get notification that it's all clear. Now, it's no effort. It's no effort. And I would encourage all Aussies, when that parcel arrives on your doorstep, get involved very quickly. Just get it done. Get it done. Have a couple of pies. Get yourself ready. Sit down. Do the job. Get the stick. Dip it in. Put it in the thing. Put it in the fridge and do the next one. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark Leishman uh, has confirmed he'll be playing the season, uh, the Australian season of golf. He's still being a little bit coy about the uh, shark show and uh, understandably he's probably said yes but doesn't want the public to know because they know once he said yes, everyone will hate his guts. <laughs> That's pretty simple, I suppose, when you think about it. The same ditto with uh, Cam Smith. Mm -hmm. He's been very coy as well. I mean, he knows whether he's going or not. He's just not saying because, well, look at Leishman, same thing. Uh, Serena Williams has turned to Renee Stubbs uh, to prepare her for her last chance of joining Margaret Court on the very top, top step of tennis history women tennis history. We wish her all the best. Uh, it'll be a very, very sorry day, can I say, when uh, when Serena walks away. It's been a long journey. Um, I mean, some players really just, they tower over the game. They're, they're almost larger than the game. And Serena's been one of them. I look forward, I don't know if it's happened yet, but I'd certainly look forward to Serena being... Interviewed by Haim. Oh, Haim. I'd love Haim to uh, just sit down with Serena. I know, I know what he'd do. He'd say, Serena Williams, 23 slams. Take us through. Beautiful. I think he'd say, how did you feel when you got the first one? Oh, I don't know. No, that might be his follow-up. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. True, true. That'd true. be his follow-up. I noticed you glossed over the first one. How did you feel? Yeah. Haim. Take us through. Now, great that... Uh, I mean, can I just say, I don't mean to give him questions. No, 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 no. Because you don't have to give him ideas. He's brimming with ideas. Serena Williams, 23 slams. Take us through. That's all you need to do. I know, I know. And just uh, just sit back and... Count watch, them. Yeah, listen to the magic. Uh, <laughs> and as you mentioned, it is great to have Dave Warner confirmed for the BBL. Uh... It, it, look, it's got me thinking. I, I do recall uh, 1971, I think it was Barry Richards, uh, played for South Australia in the Sheffield Shield for a dollar a run. A dollar a run. And I think that year, in that season, he scored over 1,500 runs at over an, av an average of nearly 110 per game. Wow. And now in those days, that was good money. Well, see, a dollar was worth something. In yeah, a dollar days, was worth now. something. It's yes, worthless. I know. It's I mean, you, you, you could buy a house for a two for for, uh, for about fifty bucks. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could get a car. You could. You could get two. a caravan for five. Yeah, I mean that's that's the sort of world it was in nineteen seventy one, um, and it's got me thinking too. To you know, I think the uh, the auction is coming up for the big bash soon. I don't know how the auction works. I don't, it makes no sense to me at all. But if you put a value on the runs, as you alluded to, HG, yes. um, if you said, oh, well, all right, Dave Warner's coming out, well, Dave, we'll give you 
Well, we'll offer you a dollar twenty-five per run. Then someone else might bid a oh, dollar sixty wait. per run. Dollar eighty sold to the to heat. the yep to the heat. Mm. A dollar eighty a run. That's a great now, idea. Now, that's a much better idea. It is. Because it, it offers is. it puts value on your runs. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you seats. know every run you score, go is something's going into your pocket. Can I suggest also that there be an auction also for those who put bums on seats? Yes. Ten bums on seats, twenty yeah. bums on seats, thirty bums that's on right. seats. That's right. You know. That's right. I mean it's gotta be We've got to open it right up. <laughs> open it right up. Open that's it right. right up. Now Talia McGrath has continued to shine in the oh. in the uh, one hundred in the UK. Is God Almighty, Glenn must be proud. Yeah. <laughs> Mustn't he? No relation, but proud. Well, I think they are related. Yeah, I, I mean, we've been through this. I know. We've done the DNA we, testing. We, we know as, there's a connection there. There's got to be. Dot com. There's got to be a connection there. We know for certain. Now, the big show hasn't given up on test recall for the India tour. Can I just say that I haven't given up hope either, big Bums show? on seats? But uh, a big show, when big show's on, big show's People come. on. Yeah. People come. I, I don't know what he'll go for at the BBL. I, I'd offer him maybe a dollar seventy a run. Dollar seventy? Gee, that's high. Oh, it's not bad, is it? No, it's very good. Dollar seventy a run for the big show. Uh, anyway, can, I, I'm hoping big show, there, there will be room for big show uh, in the tour to uh, India. Now, Mitchell Johnson is forced to forego ABC commentary duties because of his endorsing of gambling. He's uh, been signed up by some gambling mob to promote that and that's jeopardised his ability to work with the ABC. Um, it's a sad day, isn't it, mm. when, when a bloke can't, you know... Make a buck coming and go. Make a buck, yeah. Mm. Make a buck. I mean, he might have to go in the yeah. auction. Yeah, he might. He the might. BBL auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just putting his family first, yeah. isn't he? And uh, whenever I gamble and whenever I endorse gambling, uh, the uppermost in my mind is my family. No, that's true, Roy. It's my family. That's the guiding light. The guiding that's your light. North Star. And I think that's why Aussies have embraced gambling so much because mm. families are so important to Aussies. Mm. Gambling Aussies. Gambling Aussies. Yeah, people who don't gamble. Gambling Aussies they don't care are about family their Aussies. Never trust a bloke who doesn't gamble. There's an old saying. <laughs> Might have arrived with Cook, that saying. Although I've got a feeling that saying was probably here. Yeah. It's probably been here for the best part of 60,000 years. Yeah. Never trust a bloke who doesn't gamble. Never trust a person who doesn't gamble. No, quite. We could broaden it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Adam Kingsley is the new Giants coach. Hope he gets on well with the grub. He might have to sort out the grub pretty early on, I would have thought. Mm. Just a little one-on-one. Come on in here. Yeah. Grub. Bend over. Okay. Uh, now, the AFL has refused to support research into brain diseases. Why, I wonder? Why? What are they hiding? What are they worried will be shown? Are they worried? A bit like rugby league might be worried. A bit like boxing might be worried that uh, head injuries are part and parcel of the game, mm. it would seem. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll see where this goes. Now, Essendon has imploded. God almighty, the team of the 90s, HG, with, remember Sheeds there? Sheeds, waving the flag. And the, you know, the, throat, the baby bombers. The throat and, gesture and yeah. all of that, those great years. Mm. It really hasn't recovered since the last time Heard was there, has it? <laughs> and now there's talk of Heard coming back. Well, 
How many troubles? They still haven't recovered. I know. How many troubles can you have? Exactly. Exactly. It just beggars belief. And as you say, it's great to see who's reunited with Graham Arnold. Oh, reunited with Graham Arnold. Can remember this work? Kaiser Slaten, Socceroos 3, Japan 1. Remember that? I know. Remember Who that? Can that? Who, Who can, can forget, forget that? that? I know. Just that was Arnold and Timmy and Goose. Yeah, and let's not forget Dude. Dude! Hint, Dude! He had a what a pity Hint Dude couldn't join. The three musketeers. The three musketeers of Australian soccer. Uh, let's say Hink's going to go. Let's say Goose, right. Goose will turn up and Hink will be with him. Or That's the, as I see it. Yeah, or a cardboard The big three get yeah. together. So much to talk about. Cards. Guys are slotting. What was that score again? Three, one. Socceroos, Japan. Now, was Ricciardo knifed in the back by DNF Maestro Weber? I think so. That seems to be where this is heading. It does, doesn't it? That's how it appears that uh, Weber is, um, yeah, he's he's done the wrong thing, I think. He's done the right thing by his young mate, but he hasn't done the right thing by his old mate, Ricciardo. I don't know what's going to become of Ricciardo next year. The jury's out. I think he's got to be paid out $21 million, but I don't know if the next team who might put up their hand and say, Ricciardo, come and join us here, whether they've got to pay that for a start before they pay him anything. I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. Uh, wonderful week for the greatest game of all. James Tamo, full marks, rugby league, full marks, full marks. Uh, a wonderful servant of the game, James Tamo. It would have been an absolute tragedy to deny him his last game. His last game, his final farewell. You can imagine all the families coming and all of that. There would be arrangements. Probably several generations. There would be. Now, can I ask, Roy, are you happy for senior players to gob off at referees? Yes. Fair enough. If they're in the right. And I think Tamo was in the right. I think he got it wrong. I don't think it was a knock on. We all know it wasn't a knock on. Tamo knew. Anyway, it's history now. And he'll be back. I think he's going to miss a week and then be back to say goodbye. And uh, I would urge all rugby league-loving Aussies to go along and wish him all the best and say goodbye to James Tamo. Andrew Fafita is to have, is to leave the Sharks to allow to allow the next generation to flourish. So he says. Uh, if I was the quiet man of league, if I was Wayne, I'd snap him up. Well, yeah, he's got at least. I one. would snap him up. He's got another year. Oh, he's he got, got another year. He'd be great for the Dolphins. Yeah, it'd be a perfect fit. Perfect fit for the Dolphins. Uh, Captain Coach Reynolds, very disappointed with the Broncos' attitude, it would seem. Assistant Coach Kevy is at his wit's end. I know. It would seem. Absolutely at his wit's end. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the Broncos have gone. I, I think the Raiders are going to sneak into eighth. Whoa, As that's predicted a here last week, yes. <laughs> I think so. That's how it's looking. The lively final series with the man they called Carlos Smith. Yes, there. I'd love to see him there. In the finals, Penrith's new quiet man of league, Dylan Edwards, looms as Dalian Bolter. Is it good to have a new quiet man? Dylan Edwards. You know, I've never heard a word out of the... Never heard a peep out of no. him. Even when, you, even when they interview him, he doesn't yeah. say anything. No. And he's not trying to G up. Oh, he's not trying to G up? No, no, no he's no, just quiet. Just, yeah, just quiet. You know, he just nods a lot. You must be happy with that performance, Dylan. Uh, any plans for next week? Okay. Thanks, mate. All the best. Do you take it a week at a time? Oh, man. He's good. 
Uh, but the big question uh, over, hanging over the greatest game of all at the moment is, where will Munster be next year? Make of that what you will. Rugby league players can do anything. Pick fruit, plug potholes, change bedsheets. If you need job-ready Aussies who won't quit, get in touch with Smearson Employment through bludging on the blind side. Yes, as our hard-working producer points out, uh, South can still make it in the top four if they clobber the Cowboys uh, in the match tonight. So that may be the match of the round that's left or the most interest. I start to, uh, well, not follow it as closely as I can when there's more yeah. opportunities for people to change their position in the uh, in the eight or, you know, yeah. have a chance of actually playing in finals. Yeah, well, it's a fascinating part of the season really, isn't it? I mean, people vying for positions, you know, you really can only win if you're in the top four. So the top four become a very, very... Important. Well, very important, uh, none more so than for the Storm, I think. Uh, I think they're, they're playing Parramatta, I think, next week. That'll be a very Excellent telling match, match for both teams. In both Melbourne, teams. I think, too, is it? Yeah, and mm. speaking of Parramatta, uh, uh, Phil in Tuncurry, she's pointing out that... Uh, Renowned Entertainment Centre of Excellence, the Tuncurry Bowling Club, yes, is featuring Eric Groth and the Gurus with an Ice House tribute show on September the 9th. Isn't that great news? Isn't that great news? Now, Ice House, meaning the Great mm-hmm. Southern Land Ivor Davies That's it. Ice House. Yes. Now, that, I mean, mm-hmm. wow, what a great... Yeah. They would have had to learn all those songs. All they those made, songs, yes. Yeah. Eric, yep. Eric Groth. Groth and the Gurus. Uh, uh, we had Eric play live for us we once. We did. We did once. He a long time ago. good. Yeah, a long time ago. He's terrific. A- Everyone an loved unusual him. style. Very unusual yeah. style. His but own. His yeah, own style. That's right. But he's yes. had his own style as a winger as well. He did. 100 metres. Yep. Now, without being tackled. Now, the story that I think I, we need to dwell on is mm-hmm. this problem of the um, South's human face match in America. Yes. Which uh, South have pulled out of the proposed NRL game against Manly in the United States next year. How how would they pull out? I mean, it's not their choice, is it? Isn't it the the, the rugby league just determines who's going to play where and when? You can't just can't say, oh, well, we're, you know, Lang Park, no, we're not going to play there. Well, even worse. Play the Broncos, we're not playing the Broncos, Lang Park, no, no, no. no, no, no. Round 21, we're we're not going to be there. This rub- I know, it changes everything. This yeah. was going to be round zero. Yeah, who's in charge? South's aren't in charge. charge. No, exactly. Blake Solly, is he in charge of the rugby league? It's, it's Abdo and Volandis, isn't it? Exactly, the man of feathers. Yes. Now, robbing the event of uh, superstar support of Russell Crowe, he can't, he can't support the match if South's aren't there. No. You know, so who does port it? And now... Let's well, doesn't think that about put him in a very awkward position? It does, a terribly awkward position. I don't like he that. Because if, say, it was East v St George, there's no way he's going to support that. No. Can I suggest that we give we start a conversation, and mm. this program is prepared to support this, by suggesting the Dolphins go and play Manly? I, several yes. reasons. Firstly, everybody knows and loves Wayne Bennett in America. That's a fact. Right. Wherever you go, people are talking Wayne Bennett, the quiet man and so yes. on. All those things he's done, you know, Broncos, you know, Souths, sure. et cetera. Yep. So he's a great figurehead. Mm-hmm. And some of the players they could rope in could have star pulling power. Yes. Uh, so we might get to some of those in a little while. Yeah. But then the other thing is is that they, it would give the team a fantastic springboard into the competition. Yes. Meaning 
this is round zero. People forget this. The first game of 2023. Yes. Played in America. Yes. The heady heights of wherever you want to put it. Well, wouldn't that be wonderful for the Dolphins to have their first toe in the water of rugby league in the United States? It's the future. It is the future, isn't it? If we're keen to get the and game Americans in America. Americans know. They, they, they know what dolphins are. You know, they're, and, not, they're not stupid. Can I point out, they don't know what rabbits are? No, they don't. Well, rabbit they, O's, once you put the rabbit O on it, they're, they're completely baffled. And closed props. Means nothing they, to you. Exactly. exactly. Many of them can't even remember the depression. Can't they? don't know they? what you're talking about. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Time passes. Funny. Now, I look, tell you what should have been taken advantage of, as she's speaking of the trip to America. Uh, I noticed uh, Shaquille O'Neal is here he at the is. moment. And thrilling people, as I understand. Well, he loves rugby league. And uh, I think uh, Billy Slater had him on the couch last night uh, after the after the rugby league. It was very entertaining. Uh, he was very respectful of Billy and was aware of Billy's career. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy was uh, you know, obviously mindful and aware of of the Sharks' career. So so it was very Sharks it was a really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a wasted opportunity because. I sensed that the Shark was happy to be an ambassador for Australian Rugby League in America. Wow. Hang on, are we talking Shark or Shaq? Oh, Shaq, sorry. Shaq, yeah. Yeah. There is some uh, suggestion that Shaq hasn't quite delivered what he promised in the tour promotion. No. So rescuing... Well, I think a lot of people were disappointed that they'd paid a lot of money to meet him and uh, they didn't get the opportunity to meet him. I think that's right. That seemed to be a bit of a problem. I think um, I was trying to think... But isn't it great having him here? It is. It's just fantastic. It is fantastic. Invaluable amount of money. I don't know what he's promoting. Uh, I'd suggest it's some sort of betting thing. (laughs) <laughs> Probably he is. Probably. And imagine, I hope so. imagine uh, you know, Mitchell Johnson and him getting together discussing. Yeah, punting, I'm sure they have, yes. Punting and, you know, maybe putting that up somewhere so people would see it as yes. much as the manner you're talking about. That's right. Now, um, can I put to you a sidebar problem here? Mm-hmm. Recently, you may remember Latrell Mitchell. Yes. Uh, sorry, Latrell, uh, you know. Yes. South's fullback. Yeah. Went to America to uh, help with recovery with his injuries. That's right, he did. Now, mm. I think that there was some soundings taken at the time of taking Latrell around yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, introducing people and saying, you know, do you know what he does? And, right. you know, those funny sort of jokes yeah, yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah. No one knew who he was. It was really? Hard to imagine. I imagine it would have been, hey, <laughs> and you, are you Latrell? <laughs> there was none of that. None of that. No. Even that, the staff didn't know who we were. That's right. The nurses, no idea. No, no is, that, idea. is that what you're saying? Even they were told. Even, Even though they were said, told. you know, I'm a rugby league player, that, that was like code for nothing. <laughs> now, then news gets back that Latrell's been over there for a, for a couple of weeks and no one's noticed who he is or right. no one, there's been no screaming kids or no. anything like that. No one asking for his autograph. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So oh, they pulled the pin. But this is where the dolphins step in. No one's expecting anything from them. Mm. No one knows who they are. We don't know who they are. Mm. So when they go, they've got a blank sheet. They can be the team that we've always wanted them to be. Of course, they'll be playing the human face. Everybody in America knows the human face. Yeah, that's right. So I I am really disappointed with this, the ARL. See, I assume Latrell would have been as big in the United States as Shaq is here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's a perfect comparison. Uh. So what happens is... uh, they uh, 
the ARL Commission is due to meet next week, that's the coming week, yeah. to discuss the feasibility of proceeding with the match without the Rabbitohs. Well, the Dolphins are the perfect yeah, team. Yeah, Dolphins, yeah. A mystery, head in the bag. Yeah. Literally. And there's no book of feuds, so, so Rusty could... Chime in. Chime in and uh, you know, offer his support. Yeah, say, look, I'm a rabbit but yeah, these dolphins... I'm a rabbit but we've got but nothing against dolphins because we've never played them. <laughs> There's no book of feuds. They're not in the book of feuds. You can go to the book of feuds, look up the index. There's no dolphins. Look under D. It's not there. There's death, dickhead, no dolphin. Songs of War from the Stars of Rugby League is out now on Monster Music. Great tunes that buoyed the hearts of a nation through two world wars, sung by the Rugby League stars of today. Top tracks heard every week on Bludging on the Blind Side. See, the problem for Souths here is, is that they're saying that there's not enough time to pull a huge logistical task together. The Foundation Club... Huge logistical task? Well, hang on. 18 I, blokes get on a plane. Yeah, I know, I know. With a couple of helpers yeah. carrying the bags and sure. footies. The Foundation Club would be interested in participating in the event in 2024, so that's sort of good news. But mm. can I say that if the Dolphins put their hand up, if the Dolphins put their hand up and want to go, yes. I reckon they got first dibs on 2024. They were there at the beginning when no one else wanted to do it. That's right. They were there when they no one knew who they were. They were genuine head in the bag people. That's right. They went over there, took their bags off, yes. and were shocked mm. by the response. Yep. Now the ARL Commission is due to meet this week to discuss the feasibility of a match. Uh, I may mention this. We uh, made it really clear uh, to the NRL that we thought uh, twenty twenty four. This is South's talking was mm. a better option. Complications. Get this: the World Cup. The All-Stars in New Zealand and the introduction of the 17th team next year and challenges that creates for the scheduling of a regular season. Can I say none of those things involve Souths? They don't. Particularly? No. Some of their people may be involved in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, there will be a few. Yeah, yeah. few uh, South yeah. rabbits will become Australian kangaroos. Yeah. The All-Stars in New Zealand, I'm not sure how many they would go to that. Maybe mm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I've got to be honest here, is I don't think we have to send the stars to America. Yeah. You know, because I think... Well, one... send a flag team, you mean. Have, have a game of flag. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, it's not a bad idea. It's not idea. a bad idea, is it? Give them a taste of the sure. high life. Or SG ball, even. SG ball. Or one of both. One on an SG ball game followed by a flag. And then say, and then you can say to them, you, you saw how great they were. Why did you see first grade? Or first grade? Yeah. <laughs> it's better than that. Yeah. Or just stop it there and leave them in the dark. Sure. They're our two best sides. How would they know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's as been long done as they before. they can get a bet on, it wouldn't matter. Well, of course they can get a bet on. It's all predicated on everybody being able to punt. Now, we're very happy to support the game. Well, maybe Shaq could become the face of Flag. The face of Flag. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure he'd leap at it. He'd love to be the face of Flegg. Now, imagine this. The Flegg teams go over. Yeah. They want more. What all the Flegg teams? Well, why not? Send them all. (laughs) I was just thinking, the two Flegg teams go over. Oh, the two, yeah, yeah. Now, and uh, you want more? Out comes Shaq. A few stories about his time in Australia and Flegg teams. Yeah, you could talk about when he met Billy Slater, what Billy was like. (laughs) Sat on the couch with Billy. He was great. Did did you meet Cam Smith? Ah, uh, no, I didn't meet Cam Smith, no. <laughs> now, would you have liked to have met Cam <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved to have met him, uh, but I didn't. Now, uh, they wanted, the Souths want some sort of as part of a long-term strategy in the US. Yeah. Now, is this 
What's South's part of the long-term strategy? Why South? Well, we're very happy to support the game in 2024. because of of Rusty. As part of a long-term strategy in the US. What does that mean? Yeah. We're going to send half the comp to play in America all the time? I mean, that's where Flegg comes into its own. Yeah. Um, Now, Hugh Jackman, and uh, you know, Hugh Jackman said, obviously, bring it on. This is some weeks ago. Bring it on. We'd love for it to happen. They'd love the great game of rugby league here in the US, I'm sure. Crow may still lend, uh, well, he'd try and help hype the game. Mm. I don't like that terminology. Hype. The game doesn't need hype. It doesn't need hype. It it hypes itself. Exactly. Mm. No helmets, no padding. Yeah, that's what you've got to say. Exactly. They know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's Crow. Would involvement is short of scale back now that his team isn't playing. St George Illawarra have been earmarked as a potential uh, replacement, but the joint venture is unlikely to participate. It's not something that's been raised with us, but I would be fairly hesitant with what is already a very, very disruptive season ahead of us in 2023. Now they're disruptive. In... They're going to give more time off. There's going to be a buy every week. What are they talking about? The NRL is keen to give a game a global audience and cash in on the explosion in legalised sports betting in the US. Ah, there we are. You know. There we are. People are just mad about sports betting. Yes. Uh, rugby league has had a checkered history in America, as we've discovered yep. elsewhere here, going back to the 1987 State of Origin match, which was the high point of uh, rugby league in America, yep. where they had 12,349 fans. An incredible crowd. Incredible. Incredible, incredible. crowd. Yep. yep, yep. I mean, the Beatles, when they were at their height, only got 3,000 people. Yes. To the Shea Stadium. It's just incredible what rugby league's been able to do. Yeah. But where does it go, Roy? Is it something that Volandis has to step in? I think I'm right in saying oh, look, that. I, uh, look, I, I think it could be multi-pronged. I, I think once we've established which, which teams are going, then we've just got to send over to do the talk shows, you know, your Colbert's, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. someone who's won a lot of money betting on Flegg. <laughs> Haven't That's, we? I think you're right. You know, someone who's paid their house off and bought a boat and all, all of that. Caravan. And Caravan. Got, got it all, yeah, just through three bets on Flegg. Yeah, same day multi. Same day multi, yeah. yeah. Who did you bet with? Oh, well, I bet with him. Do, you know, bet. do you know the Shack? Yeah, I know the Shack. We bet with him. We bet with him sometimes. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Uh, odds. Incredible yeah. odds. Sure. Now, um, the South of Albany is consistent, uh, you know, about this thing. Now, as I understand it, Volandis and Abdo are likely to visit stadiums on the west coast of the US as part of a fact-finding mission on the way to the World Cup. Good. Now, the timing of this is wrong. Mm-hmm. They should be over there now solving all this, nailing down things, putting yeah. up signs, yep. saying rugby league's Doing coming. Doing some promoting, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Aren't the, you the guy that knows the Queen? That'd be the first question he'd receive. Yeah, Cutlery. Yeah, that's right. Cutlery in the Queen. How much of a stickler is she sure. for the correct use of cutlery? Yeah. Fish. Give mm. us an idea of what you use. Yeah. With so many excellent questions. Sure. And wouldn't it blow the audience's mind to think mm. of rugby league people yes. knowing the Queen and knowing cutlery? Yes. Just to take that for starters. That, that, that's right. That, that's right. That's right. And and he could demonstrate, Vlanders could demonstrate, how we, how we eat in Australia, you know, with a knife and fork. We don't cut everything up, then put the fork in the right hand and lever it in, we don't. We keep the fork discreetly in the left side, upside down, and spear and squash yeah, stuff the right onto thing. it and do the right thing, yeah. the can way I, the Queen does it. Yeah. Now, can I point out that what would be a great help here is if he had some vision of Matt Preston at work with the fork. Yes. 
because they would go gaga for that. They would. The fork comes up, approaches the lips. That's right. Mouth opens. Yeah. And it goes. And it goes. I mean, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Where are we up to with this? Is is this just a joke now, Roy? Well, I'm, I'm the signs I'm receiving is that it's not going to happen, which is a great disappointment because there's been so much hype. Mm. There are so many of my American friends who can't wait, <laughs> to can't see wait to, to get involved, to get along. They're, they're, they're South fans. They're, they're keen on the rabbit o's story. Mm. The, the clothes how does that work? The, yeah, they, what did they do with the rabbits? Well, we ate them. <laughs> well, what else did you do with them? Well, we took their pyjamas off and turned them into hats. The Payne Haas Art Prize for the best portrait of a player or TikTok effort with rugby league theme is on again in 2022. $250,000 is up for grabs in the Haas, the richest rugby league art prize in the world. Have a crack at the Haas, lodges. And speaking of rugby league and success, is the fans have snapped up grand final tickets after they went on sale yesterday. About 15, that's midweek, of course, probably. Yeah. Uh, about 15,000 have been sold following the first release of tickets. The match at Acor Stadium on October the 2nd was confirmed only last week. Uh, now, it took four months to sell the same amount of tickets in 2019. So people really? are very keen to get involved. Yes. They're keen to get along. Well, isn't that exciting? Because you don't know which teams are going to be there. <laughs> People are going for I the know, event. people, I mean, it's I wonderful, it. really. Yeah, I mean, I, and who's the pre-match entertainment? I mean, people would want to know that because a lot of people go for that and then leave. Well, that's right. Max <laughs> from Arcadia is wondering why Eric Groth and the Gurus aren't playing at the grand final. Well, they might be. I don't know. Well, how about this? Kiss and Gurus. Yes. Kiss and Eric Groth yeah, and the Gurus. Will Kiss still be here for the well, grand look, final? I think they've loved it so much. I think they finished up. Uh, this week in right. Australia, but I'm pretty sure that they'd come back. Rugby league, oh, they'd love to come back. Yeah, right. They love league, yeah. and they'd be great to be a part of the involved in the grand final. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, give them a couple of hours so they got mm -hmm. time to show you the whole kiss. Oh, you yeah. know, show the whole songbook. The, song the whole kiss song songbook. Yeah, supported. How do you see it? We're supported by the well, the gurus. Well, I think that what we have to do is do. Nick something from the AFL. They have pre-match, yeah. half-time. Yeah. They tip everybody out and get another crowd in and do the same act, does their whole oh, show. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, right. maybe a couple of, you know, Catherine wheels and a couple of flower pots go off yep. early on. Then yep. they come back after the show and just play, play uh, a tremendous. Yeah, okay. You know, well, that's it. Yeah. Now. I like that. Look, this is, a, this is sad, this story, because um, – Jurgen Klopp, this is a uh, Premier League. Mm -hmm. uh, he says he'll feel no sympathy for an, uh, his opposite number, Eric Ten Hag, tomorrow as Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool manager, likened the football world to a sea full of sharks. This is apropos rugby league, I might add. Right, sea full of sharks. Mm -hmm. The German, uh, well, like Ten Hag, still searching for his first win of the Premier League season can add to the mounting problems for the Manchester United manager who has been hampered by poor transfer window and seen his side suffer defeats from Brighton and Brentford. This means Man, Man U were right down the bottom, losing yeah. to a couple of lesser sides. Yeah. But Klopp said he had very little sympathy to offer. Keith's counterpart saying, no, I've not. I've not. It's uh, football's problems. We have problems. It's not like this. The football world is a sea of a full of sharks. It's not necessary that I feel sympathy. I, I will not help them or harm them that I don't. 
and that I don't do anything about it. We have our own problems and that's it. Now, of course, Man U beat Liverpool in right. the following day's match. Okay. So, but I like these... So sequ- they've turned the corner. Yeah, they've turned the they, corner. Because they really haven't, since Sir Alex left... No, they've it's, been struggling a bit. They've been struggling. Yeah, they haven't yeah. been going so well. But this was a, a moment of joy, really, where yeah. the Seafiller Sharks, uh, mm. well, had a bite taken out of it. Right. But it is an interesting idea, isn't it, that there's... When we talk yeah. about, you know, you see all the outpouring of grief, say, for Ben Rutten at the Essendon Football yes. Club and he's yep. been fired or, you know, when coaches in the rugby mm. league, mm-hmm. people suggest, you know, things could have been done differently or handled differently. Yep. Madge Maguire. Madge Maguire, exactly. You know. it's, it's just really a sea full of sharks. Yeah. Well, it is and it isn't because the generous wherever sharks. Madge goes, the rugby league community reaches out to him. With a hook. With a, with a, you know, would you like a beer or, you know, do you want to talk some footy? Um, what went wrong? <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. The sort of questions Haim might ask. You know, Madge, uh, 40 years in the game. Take it Take it through. through. Yeah, or, or <laughs> um, you know, I, I just wonder if you think, you know, doing something with Tim Sheens, you'd do that again. Yeah. You know, that'd be a probing question, obviously. Mm. Would you allow Tim Sheens to become football director at a club you were at? Mm. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, hoping to you know sort of yeah get, get something to out open of up. Yeah, to open up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, my understanding of Madge or any dealings I've had with Madge, he's quite happy to open up. Ah, quite happy. To it's talk just that about the. It. People in the Haim position don't allow him to. No. No. That, that's right. Haim just asking the wrong question. They just want to squirt him off with a hose. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, look, I am uh, also concerned, Roy, about the blowouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I'm very concerned about the blowouts because last Saturday, and we might have to come back to, uh, to this topic after the news, mm-hmm. it was suggested in the Saturday uh, paper that Sneesby runs yeah. that the numbers suggest the NRL has the blowout plague on the run. Yeah. That was before the we saw the full disaster of last week's round of matches mm. where it was just blowout, blowout, blowout and more blowouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know whether there can anything can be done about this because players are modern people. That's what people forget. Yeah, yeah. They think, well, we can't do anything about this. We might as well pack up and go home now. Yeah. Which is effectively what they do. Yeah, look, it is a trend and I don't understand it. I think a lot of um, uh, tackle set restarts uh, coming from nothing, uh, no reason given, uh, so players just lose heart when, when it's been six again, you know, for the 18th time in a row and nobody's done anything wrong and suddenly you're 50 block down and it's only 20 minutes into the game. And your main players all taken your, off All the HIA. spectators have left. There's just you know crickets in the in the grandstand. I mean, you just give up. Yeah, you give up. Yeah. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy, and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Ah, uh, yes, and if you want to get involved with the show, uh, text number 0467920222, or the old school way, RoyNHG at abc.net.au, and the following uh, people and listeners have, and we thank them for their contributions. Yeah, we do. Uh, this has come from Ben. He says, uh, happy rugby league 
to you and your family, and uh, my attention was drawn to this, actually, by one of our youngest producers, April. Yes, who's helping the senior producer here today as part of the Dad's Day experience, Experience. and it's great to have them both here. It is, it is. Now, Ben says, uh, I've just learnt some startling information regarding Greg Norman. My father was previously a professional golfer uh, and played with the shark. In 1980, Mr Norman borrowed $4.80 from my father and did not pay it back. I'm currently calculating the interest due on this outstanding debt. Do you know if the shark is in a sound financial position? Will I have to engage the services of a professional debt collector? <coughs> Probably. Can you Probably. Quickly, can quickly say, I mean, you could buy a house in 1980 for about $10. Mm. So he... he Mm. had half a house. Yeah. He'd let the shark Well, remember, house. interest went up to about 90% at one stage. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, so it would be a significant amount of money, you'd imagine, several yeah. thousand. Yeah. It would probably be worth, uh, well, I don't know, getting in touch with Greg, maybe speak to Mark Leishman or Cam oh, Smith. Oh, somebody like that. Next I, time I, you're talking to Shark, mm-hmm. see I, if he'd pay back that. I was thinking of, you know, going in a slightly different direction and say, okay, let's establish a number. Mm. Let's say it's worth $20,000 yep. and go to, a, you know, some of those reputable debt collectors oh. and say, listen, we'll go. Could oh, I your, have- am- your ambulance chasing uh, legal firms. Those wow, ones. those. I, look, I They're was- great. <laughs> They're great. They get results. They get results, yeah. And I, I believe some of our. And if they don't win, you don't pay. That's right, them. Something like that. You know, like you argue, oh, well, you know, he hit me. Did he? Yeah. You, you, well, you do some compensation. How much? Well, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel? Oh, my my shoulder's never been the same. Yeah, can we get some photos of that shoulder? (laughs) Anyway, off you go. Yeah. That's how it works. So you just have to go to this room and say, look, shark ripped me off for $4.80, you know. 50 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I was thinking of maybe approaching somebody who's, and I can say this because he's out of the caper now, uh, mm. John Ibrahim, and saying, I John, know. look at the problem I found myself in. Yeah. You know, would you like to get involved, say, mm. on a 60-40 split? Ah, that's it. You know, I mean, that, obviously it. he wouldn't do anything about it himself, but he may know people that could do something about it. He would, it. he would. And Shark, let's face it, Shark, mm. people know what the Shark looks like. They do. That's the big problem with being the Shark. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he doesn't wear vanishing cream, our no, shark. He's fit too. Mm. Now, this has come from Steve in Balkham Hills. Oh, yeah. Um, no, he says, long time bludger here, first time writer. Could you please let us know what's happening with the announcement of the next NRL Immortals? Back in 2018, when the last batch of Immortals, Mal Meninga, Dave Brown, Frank Burge, uh, oh, the great Frank Burge. Oh, Frank Burge, yeah. Uh, Daly Messenger and Norm Proven were enshrined. It was reported that as a part of their overall uh, overall awards format revamp, the NRL would be considering two new immortals every four years, meaning this is the year. But there's been nothing in the media uh, that I've seen uh, since Gus Gould sprout Freddie Fittler for his pick as a, uh, for a nod back in the week of uh, round two. Other names being thrown around uh, have included Darren Lockyer, Peter Sterling, Alfie Langer, Brian Bevan and the Brick With Eyes. 
Uh, could I please request the Brudge do some investigative journalism, maybe with a man of feathers himself, straight from the source to find out what is going on? Well, you see, a couple of things here is um, the man of feathers wasn't in charge of rugby league in, you know, in four that years period, ago. Four no, years ago. No. So he's got a new agenda. He does. And, he'd be and new... Immortals is, is not part of it. No, that's right. It's not his go. No. He's keen to take the game to America and he's met with the Queen. Yeah. The Queen seems a bit blank. On who should be the next, next immortal? Yeah. But if you could get a nod from the Queen, say in the direction, I, I don't mean to put the Queen in a difficult position, yeah. say in the direction of say Nate Miles, oh, I'm sure yes. this would carry an enormous amount of weight. Nate Miles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that head alone <laughs> is immortal, isn't it? Uh, I would have thought Cam Smith would be the next. Immortal. Well, of course, but I, I don't want to. I, no, I, I know. You, you, don't, you don't want to open up debate. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. I, I've got no vested interest. In fact, I find the immortal thing a bit. Well, a bit demeaning, really, to be quite honest. Demeaning to whom? Well, to the public. Yes, <laughs> to the public. <laughs> to the rugby league loving republic. Republic, republic, or public? Uh, I, I think uh, rugby league, the rugby league public, love talking about the immortals. Yeah, but Frank Birch. Yeah, I I've know. never heard so much talk about Frank Birch. And his beer. Hmm. He's, he's got a beer. Yeah, Frank he's got Birch. a beer. The, really? Uh, yeah, the, the 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 dirty reds who have, as we know, are yeah. going gangbusters. Mm. We haven't had time to do a expose on them alone. Right. But they put out a beer, a Burge beer. Burge beer. Yeah, I it's no a idea. Tuesday night beer. Tuesday night beer. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Leishman Monday, sure. Burge Tuesday. Okay. This has come from Wayne. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this article. He says it appeared in the Sneesby Press oh, a couple of weeks Sneezeby ago. Press. We did touch on it, this ridiculous ban on rugby league lifted in Greece after years of oppression ah, yes. and having their players arrested by police, Greeks are now f- finally free to, pay, to play rugby league. Um, remember, they, if you recall, they had to go to, uh, you know, forests and areas yeah, like that. Yeah, around and up in north in the, dead in of the night, country. In the yeah. dead of night. Dead of night, yeah. Play <clears> with and the pl- minus lamps play on with the minus lamps on, play the rugby league there. Yeah. And if they were caught, they went straight to jail. <laughs> well, now that's not the case anymore. Anyway, it's got Wayne Thiggy. He says, I believe Melbourne is the home to the largest Greek population outside Greece. Correct. That is true. Could the storm be relocated to Greece? Imagine the cross-promotion on Greek TV, Eye of the Storm and Love at First Flush. They love all this in Greece. Isn't that amazing? I, I hadn't thought of that at all. And I, he says, I believe the Man of Feathers has Greek heritage, which he does. We, we established that a couple of weeks ago on this very program. Surely this is an opportunity that needs to be explored. Would you... Rather than go to America... Yeah, I was just going to say that. Bird in the hand... Yeah. ...straight to Greece. I know. And Storm. Yes. Where are you from? Melbourne. Yes. Ah, oh, come on in for a Uzo and... Can you imagine a lovely game of rugby league HG on a Sunday afternoon at that wonderful ground, I think it was called the Panathinaikon oh, in yes, Athens? That, oh, yeah, that's great. That's that an ancient to... stadium. I know. And it's still it largely... It would have housed Haspartum. I know. And it's largely been left from yes. the era of Haspartum. Exactly. You know, that's about over 1,500 years exactly. ago. Exactly. But don't tell me you can't when you're there. Yeah. You just... It just reeks of ancient it, rugby league. And it's in the rugby league configuration. And can I say, immortals? Immortals. You know. Announced at the Panathinaikon. Yeah. By the Greek Prime Minister. Before the first before game. Before the first kickoff. Storm Dolphins, v. Rabbits. Or, yeah. Or Storm v. Dolphins. Oh, yeah, Storm v. Dolphins. Or a local side. A local team. The Foresters. The Foresters against a, a flag team. <laughs> That'll do. As a pipe opener. As a pipe opener. No, it's got to be premiership points, surely. Oh, it has. Yeah. Yeah, but the history. The history is incredible. The history is incredible. incredible. (coughs) Max from Arcadia. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I was listening with great interest last week about the replica Leichhardt Oval toilet block being planned to be built at Federation Square. I got very excited. Finally, a small but sensible step towards preserving a valuable piece of rugby league history. I've been wondering what else can be done to preserve this history. I must ask, why isn't Bunnings selling a replica Leichhardt Oval toilet block flat pack? This could be made to measure to fit the smallest room in any house in Australia. Wow, what exactly would this be? Yes. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've already got the four walls. Yeah. I mean, I could understand refitting out a portaloo in the manner of the like Oval like toilets. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, Max. See, the, the dimensions of uh, the very famous like Oval toilet block wouldn't fit neatly into a normal house, I don't no. think. <laughs> What he but I, what, what, a, what he might mean is you know uh, uh, an example of one of the cubicles exactly you well, can get yeah. a flat pack from Bunnings of a of a Leichhardt oval toilet cubicle yeah so you might and get, put that in yeah sort of uh, as a talking point mm. yeah where where'd you get your toilet yeah oh, Bunnings yeah. yeah oh it's fantastic love that uh, patina patina <laughs> <laughs> uh, now uh, this comes from James from the inner west of Sydney. Oh, yeah. Owing to pioneering work highlighting the mistreatment of those ornaments of our game who run the white lines each and every weekend, I've spent a considerable amount of time pondering the question of how to give our touches the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. Respect. The answer was so obvious and so simple this whole time. Think back to the heyday of rugby league referees, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, when our match day officials were the ones who voted for the Rothmans medalist. It's high time we scrap the flaky media types from voting for the Dally M medalist and give this responsibility to those who hear the bones crunching on our parks every weekend, the touchies. I didn't realise that wasn't the case, that they don't have a referee adjudicated... I don't think they do. No. I think it's it's media types. Right. You know, Andrew you mean, like and Buzz Bo, and... Yeah, Ray Hadley and mm-hmm. probably Couple of Phil Rothfield and... People now, like that. See, the Brownlow, right. I still think has, they have plenty of awards in the AFL, but the Brownlow, I think, is still largely based on the umpire's votes. Right. Uh, obviously, right. Uh, you know. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe the. Do rugby- you think it's an extra burden that the umpires don't need or referees don't need? I think the touchies would love to be able to contribute any way they can. Yeah, the touchies, and I, I don't think, think it's, it's good. two owners for the touchies. So the two touchies, two touchies get, get together, get together and, and decide say, three, yeah, two, one. That's right. Last night would have been Wurra Hargreaves three, Munster one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bit locked out of it last night, Munster. I don't know if fullbacks the place for him because he doesn't get that. He doesn't get the, the ball, ball enough. Doesn't no. get the ball enough. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have to do as much tackling, sure, but. Uh, he's, a, he's a sort of a live wire, a spark yeah, plug. Yeah, you don't weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness no. or the other way around. Um, now, this comes from Darren, Bateman's Bay. He says, happy rugby league. To the powers that be, read the willful neglect of Leichhardt Oval. Ah, yes, good. Excellent opening. Some Leichhardt Oval history, one. Leichhardt Oval was the home of the Amco Cup from 74 to 86. You forget that. The did Amco they have lights, Cup. did they? Leichhardt Oval was the home ground of the Balmain Tigers who won the most Amco Cup titles, three. <laughs> Western Division defeated Penrith in the first Amco Cup grand final at Leichhardt Oval in 1974, score 6-2, I remember it vividly. Leichhardt Oval was the first Sydney suburban ground to host an interstate match in 1978. New South Wales de- de- defeated Queensland 28-12. Attendance 14,278. 
Toilets were given a bashing that night. The SCG was unable to host night games. Leichhardt Oval had lighting that allowed yes. games to be played at night. Yeah. A very odd sort of lighting too. Yes. Sort of not, as, not as bright as it should have been. Yeah, that's so right. So you played that's in right. the half dark. Yes, you did. So you get away with a lot more, yeah, which and, made it a lot more enjoyable for rugby league aficionados who love the nut and the grope. Uh, Wayne Pearce and his father worked at the Oval. Wayne in his youth sold drinks and hot dogs to the crowd and his father was groundsman. Wayne Pierce's dad was the groundsman. I didn't know that. No. Ray Rabs Warren began calling his first rugby league games with Keith Barnes in the 1974 Amco Cup games from uh, for Channel 10 at Leichhardt Oval. Well, Keith Barnes was a commentator. Yes. Can you remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I do. I think he used to say something like, "It's, uh, it's, it's long enough." Hang on, don't confuse him with Frank Hyde. I might be competing with Frank mm. Hyde. I wonder if Frank Hyde ever called anything from like no, that. I bet he did. Yeah, he would have. Put the card table out there. Sure, he would have done. Set it up. Like that oval, it's sacred soil. It needs to be upgraded and its history honoured. Anyone who doesn't understand this doesn't understand rugby league. I agree with That's that. That's very positive at the end, isn't it? Uh, now, HG, uh, just finally, this comes from the someone who's describing himself as the professor. Oh, yes. In well, five doc. At Bond University. Uh, the man of feathers seems to be doing a, a bit of a scomo in starting to believe in his own predestined future and calling out various state premiers for not doing what he wants. Mm-hmm. Now, regarding the grand final in future years, I offer a novel suggestion. Let the grand final be played in the home state that wins the State of Origin series. That would add a bit more extra spice to the series, as if it needed it. Wouldn't that uh, make the stakes in the greatest series of all just that little bit higher? Yeah, but only two places can have the grand final, and mm-hmm. I think Volandis is blowing that wide open. I, 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 think I know he wants to take it to uh, to Washington or New York. And sure. Perth, on the other hand, sure. would keen to get it as well. So sure. it may not be in sure. Sydney for another three years. No. No wonder people are queuing up and buying tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, what do you uh, think about that idea? Well, I don't mind that idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that idea at all. Uh, it would certainly put a lot more pressure on the Blues to actually try and win every now and again, wouldn't it? Can Rugby League save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can Rugby League save the Koala? Yes. Can Rugby League make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. And maybe we should, um, well, come to this blowouts question in a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. You know, Joey Johns uh, says in his think piece, you know, he's turned into one of the game's great thinkers. Oh, he has. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, he's I, the new Sticky in that regard, Oh, I was just going to say, he's mm. right up there with Stick. Yeah. Uh, and he's turning out quality quality ideas every week. He says, yeah. there's no point trying to gloss over it. Last, The last round was awful to watch and he- with heaps of blowouts. There are a few long-term solutions to ensure we don't have another weekend like it. Mm. I've been talking about this for a while, but I think it's worth stressing again, we need more development of quality players in key positions. Yes. Yes, if you haven't got a decent spine... You're Forget in trouble, it. yeah. Each NRL club has to be allocated an area in regional New South Wales and Queensland. Mm. It's not a token gesture either. They need to own it. 
Right. So I'm not sure exactly quite where this goes, but I'll give you an idea is that mm. so that teams, when they don't have something to do actually playing in the NRL for, you know, matches that matter, mm. can go and help out in these areas. Okay. But how big would this area be, would yeah, you say? what sort of help? What play for... Orange, Orange Sims. Sims or something like that. Is that what he means? Well, I also go back to my push for weight divisions in junior rugby league yes. or having more kids, kids playing touch football and Oztag. I've even given thought to Nine's concept played between regional and Pacific teams. Right. So that would be interesting. Yes. It would give people in the bush something to strive for and those athletes in countries like Fiji and Samoa, Tonga, etc., where Rugby League Sevens is so big, an avenue into Rugby League. So he's trying to hoover up players into the main game. Yes. I know it went to by the wayside, but I thought the under-20s national youth competition was important for bringing the next generation through. Yes. We've had those players on television every weekend and it helped attract the really talented kids from other codes. Mm-hmm. The Warriors had an under-20s team that included people like Sean Johnson and Conrad Hurrell and it allowed young New Zealand rugby union players to see there was a pathway in league. Now... It's a bit tricky, this, isn't it? Because well, there are a lot of uh, moving parts, aren't there? And can in the elephant in the room is yeah. the fourteen thousand lost players to rugby league, yes, who are now all punting on rugby league, yes. That, that, so I don't that, know how right. we get that. I take your point about moving parts. Yeah. I'm not sure that the idea of breaking the teams into regions would work because a lot of mm. a lot of the players... no, I think it's got to be more considered than that. Yeah, so and do I, 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 so I, I, I would like to involve, say, the minister for immigration. Uh, I I'm with th- you there, Roy. Uh, uh, look, farmers in particular are having difficulty getting people to harvest their crops. Yeah. Blueberries are rotting on the Blueberries vine. Blueberries are rotting on the vine. Everything's rotting on the vine because the, we don't have the manpower. Mm-hmm. So if uh, we were able to open up our immigration to rugby league playing countries and rugby league... Literate countries. Literate <coughs> and potential rugby league players. Do you want to come to Australia and play rugby league and pick some fruit? Now, there'd be a lot of people willing to put their hands up. All over the world. All over the world. Say, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm prepared to play. I'm prepared to pick. And so a lot of issues are are solved. Mm. Now, how we, whether, you know, weight divisions is the way to go. For, it used to be four stone sevens, five stone sevens, six stone sevens, seven stone sevens, eight stone sevens, nine stone sevens, ten stone sevens, and that seemed to work for a little while. And then it became age-based and that made it a little bit more difficult for your smaller player, Joey's right in that regard. To get a go. That you could find yourself at the age of 13, uh, you might weigh five stone seven and you'd be up against someone 15 stone. Well, I'll speak. Well, that, that created difficulty and parents were a little bit uh, uncertain as mm. to whether to allow their Tackle kids shot. to keep playing or not, <clears throat> considering every week he plays he gets a broken arm. Um, so that became a bit of an onus you know, on, the, on the family. Can I ask, are we creating a huge problem here? Mm. Because obviously the uh, mm. AFL's had a season where most of the matches in the last few weeks or the last couple of weeks have influenced the outcome of the uh, yeah, top eight. Now, yeah. you mentioned this before, that you, we've got a match uh, tonight, yeah. I think. Well, that's a, the rugby league the same. It's been yeah. very close, close in these last few games. Mm. Now, you've just got to grin and wear it because you set up a competition base with so many teams in it, yeah. they all can't be winners. No, they can't. That's what, you know, it's a sea of sharks, I think Klopp, uh, Jorgen Klopp was saying. Yes. So yeah. what happens is that every so often you're going to have a dud year where it does get lopsided, but generally speaking, you would have to argue as this uh, yes. last Saturday's yeah. Not today, but last weekend's paper yeah. 
article in the Sneesby Press did argue that all the matches have been good this year because there was close mm. competition. Yes. But then you get the blows and yeah. you just have to wear it. I, I suppose you do have to wear it. I mean, ideally, you'd, you'd want every game in every round to be decided Many in the points. final minute by one or two points. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want. But, I mean, you can dream of that. Yeah, I know. And, and that's the, the, the beauty of rugby league, that, that, that a lot of dreamers put their hands up and wish for this to happen and are constantly disappointed when it doesn't. But when it does happen, there's nothing more beautiful. I know. And you've just got to hang <laughs> on to those moments of absolute exquisite beauty. You know, the perfect diamond only comes up accidentally every now and again. Yeah. But when it is and you find it and it's yours. I know. It's great, isn't it's it? It's great. Now, come back to the final series last year. Mm. There were two great games involving the Parramatta team. There were. Well, one, I think, was against the Knights and yeah. one against Penrith. Yes. But these were... The cherished memories. I know, cherished memories. Cherished memories. Yes. Yeah. When we start talking about rugby league, we say, what about those Parramatta games last year? Yes. That's where we start. That's where we start. We don't get much further than that, no. but that doesn't matter. Because no, they no, were no great need. games. No need no to. Need. Now, these were games based on defence. Yes. Now, last night... Well, that's right. When was the last time we had a terrific game of rugby league where the score was 4-2? I know. Well, I can't remember. I can't remember that. No. I think I, uh, 1986 it was 4-2. Oh, this was Parramatta. And yep. Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs. That's right. 4-2. Yeah. Just beautiful. It but was, I'm not it arguing. Was beautiful. For, yeah. I'm not arguing for low scores. That's what Mick Cronin brought it home with his boot. <laughs> That's right. Now, what happens here is none of these ideas that Joey's suggesting here, and remember he's one of the game's great thinkers. Well, none of them are going to fly. Exactly. They don't make sense. They're not going to fly. They don't address the they problem. They don't address the problem. It's as if someone's just said to him, Joey, we need 500 words by tomorrow. And he's just, you know. Coughed them up. Spewed up 500 words that mean nothing, that, that are only vaguely connected because of syntax. Terps, Mytho, Bleach and Hand Sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now. Sorry, before you start, it's, it's yeah. Wayne from the Central Coast has been involved, got in touch. He says, I'm going to Greece in two weeks and we'll sound them out about a move from Melbourne. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Well, now, I would suggest, I hope he's going to Athens. This is Wayne from the Central Coast. If you do, just waddle down to the Panathinaikon. I think it might have been built by Hadrian. Oh, could be a great builder, Hadrian. And I've got a feeling when we were there, we were taken to, I want to say, the one of the museums and shown a model that was found in Hadrian's house of the Panathinaikon. Do you recall that? That's not out of the question. I can certainly remember going to the ground, obviously, and thought, what a great place for yeah, rugby league. Yeah. And it certainly had a rugby league yeah, vibe about yeah, it. Yeah, it did. And mm. it could easily be. I've seen models of yes. some of Hadrian's other buildings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which are quite common and yeah. the thing he built outside Rome and so on. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of building, that's a, a neat introduction for mm. the – where's the grass come from for the new Allianz Stadium? All oh, right. Yeah. So it's a journey that began 12 months ago, according to Sneesby's rag. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60 kilometres away from its final destination. Yes. Now, when they, they run out on September the 2nd, they'll be running on nearly 10,000 square metres of turf prepared to withstand the rigours of elite professional sport. Mm-hmm. The new venue will host league and rugby league matches, concerts, etc. We have covered through that soccer, rugby union and so on. Uh, and um, soccer and rugby league are not too severe on the surface, according to Evergreen Turf Director. Rugby union is the hardest because the players still wear bigger studs. 
thick-cut turf called Matrix Ready to Play, great name, right. which has been rolled out in the new stadium, has also been contracted for Sydney Cricket Ground, Acor Stadium and Sydney Showground. The Matrix turf was first used at the SCG for 2014 Major Baseball League's opening series. At Allianz Stadium, the turf consists of a species of grass called Santa Ana Cooch that has been oversown with ryegrass. Mm-hmm. Next door, the SCG... Uh, at the SCG, the turf comprises a species called legend cooch, cooch grass, which is warm, which is a warm senior, s- warm season species, tends to hold up better against scrums, and rye grass is a cool season grass, which tolerance, uh, greater tolerance to shade. Good. Now. Good. Once installed, elite uh, level play can commence on the turf as early as the next day. Mm-hmm. The grass sits on 50 metres of sand profile with roots that grow down and lock into the nylon membrane at the base. Good, yes. That's often exposed, like you often see that exposed at, say, Marvel Stadium mm-hmm. on the side there. Along with the drainage <coughs> system, the new stadium, this allows rapid removal of, uh, of rainfall when it rains, which is most of the time in Sydney. Uh, which the Bureau of Meteorology has indicated is likely to affect New South Wales in coming months. Yes. While Allianz Stadium will host headline sporting events, including the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2023 and Rugby Union Rugby League and Union Games uh, host the uh, dreaded Bruno Mars in October. Parts of the turf may need replacing following these concerts, but the grass is intended to be an evergreen and handle the crowds. Good, yes. In the past, there's been enormous problems with hematode. Mm. at the uh, SFS. I don't think yeah. they've eradicated entirely. No. But your solution to the toad yeah. was to dig up the ground to a depth of a metre and boil it. Boil it, yeah. That's, uh, that's the only way of addressing it, HG. The other blight, of course, is curl grubs. Curl grubs? Yeah, I now, hate curl grubs. Well, curl grubs, these were, in, I don't know how they got here, they come from the, uh, the African black beetle. Yes. Uh, that we often see, and their larvae... Uh, absolutely destroy our our um, lawns uh, throughout uh, not only suburbia but in our in our stadiums as well, and nobody's addressed it. Yeah. Nobody's addressed it. I, I, I believe there are now play. Of course, it's play proportions. Now we had a uh, mouse plague recently. Why we, did. we got a lot of publicity for mouse plague? Why is there no? Why public- is no one talking curl grubs? I know. I don't know. I don't get it. Eye of the storm. Well, it's, I'd love the eye of the storm to drill okay. down and get to the bottom of it. Of what is being done because it costs the community billions of dollars every year mm-hmm. dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, there are now one or two products that you can spray on your lawn at the right time uh, to uh, to eliminate the grub or to at least wind it back a little bit, but there's nothing you can put on your garden. Right. There's no product for your right. garden grub. Right. Have so, you... Have you approached the SIRO? Or, yeah, I have. Yeah, and they're I've not interested? Debbie, they, they don't want to listen. They yeah. don't want to know. They, won't, they, they, they escort me from the premises. It's you again. you the grub bloke. Yes, I'm the grub bloke. Well, we don't deal with grubs here. <laughs> Try the giants. Yeah. Uh, look, I hadn't known about this, yeah. uh, the uh, curl curl. But it's a great opportunity. I mean, I mean, I've suggested that, you know, Toby Green and... Yeah. and, uh, and, and, and Jared Hergraves could become the, the, the face of the grub. I know. The face of the grub in our lawns. Imagine them on television. Imagine too. them on television. Yeah, talking to you. Talking, yes. Ordinary person with a garden and a problem. <clears throat> That's right. Saying, we've got the solution to the grub. Have a grub off. Have, you, get us around for a grub off. Well, unfortunately, there is no solution at the moment, yeah, HG. No, I, mean, you, I mean, you can dig up your lawn, 
you, 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 you can boil all the soil to a depth of, of five metres, if you like, mm-hmm. but within 12 months, the grub will be back. I know. I know. <sighs> anyway. Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation, and the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales. Now, obviously at this time of year we get to farewell a lot of familiar faces who decide to get rugby leagues no longer for them and they have to leave rugby league oh, and yes. get on with their own lives. And yep. there's a lovely story about um, Aaron Woods. Aaron Woods, yes. Yeah, played obviously most of his time with the Tigers. He did. He might have been captain at one stage. Oh, that could easily be the case. I think so. Uh, yeah. Up front, yeah. you know, you know, in the days when the Tigers yeah. were a name to be feared in rugby league. That's right. Now, his partner, Sarah Woods, mm. uh, learned a long time ago not to make dinner reservations for Saturday nights. Right. Not during the footy season anyway. Mm-hmm. Mamison gets the pips, uh, Dragons prop, Aaron, set ahead of his 250th game on Sunday against the Gold Coast Titans at Wollongong. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? 250 games. Yeah. Oh, a lot, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Same uh, as the, the 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 coach of the Broncos. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he, he and Reynolds must have started at the same time. No, no, what a, there's a trivia question. There is a trivia question. Uh, the no, stories those two could tell. I know. Yeah. Haim? Yeah. Be great to Haim, get yeah. Haim, sit down, you two blokes. Mm. Okay, Aaron, you've, you've met uh, you've met Reynolds, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, take us through it. <laughs> 250 games, does it seem like yesterday? <laughs> Now, <laughs> now, obviously, Aaron's with the Dragons now and mm. she wants to go out on the weekend and I say I'm not going anywhere until from midday to 9.30pm. If, if she does double book something, I get filthy yeah. and she knows, she knows that. I watch every game, whether it's first grade, reserve grade, 20s, I watch everything. I tape all Super League games. Right. I watch school footy. We uh, back onto a park where I live and I take the little fella down there and watch the uh, local team. Right. Beautiful dad's day story. He does love his rugby league, doesn't he? A Woods is a throwback to an era Mm. when rugby league players were consumed by the game. Yes. Hang on. Hang on. What's changed? Is he suggesting it's changed? This uh, person who wrote this article is. Right. Well, that's a disturbing development. No wonder we have blowouts. Yes. People check out. They're not interested in rugby league anymore (laughs) and they're playing rugby league. Which is that hard to believe. Now, he made his debut in West more than a decade ago on a Monday night against Canterbury, biding his time on the bench before running onto the field into the teeth of the Bulldogs' pack. Wow. Now, wait Welcome for Welcome to first grade. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You must have read the writer's mind. He was greeted on that first hit-up by Andrew Bobcat Ryan mm. and Corey Payne. Wow. Well-known grub. That's your reception committee. Yeah. That's the first <laughs> people you meet when yeah. you're out there. Yeah. In the blue and white, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't a big hit, but Woods remembers thinking, yep, this is first grade. Wow. What a Wouldn't memory. That would be, be the moment. Hey, See, there's man. a great story. Oh, no. Eye of the storm. Why oh, no. aren't they Doing it. teasing this out? His only reserve grade game uh, came this year when he was briefly dropped yeah. by Coach Hook. The one thing Hook always says is you have to drop your ego. Mm-hmm. When the Dragons signed me, I knew I wouldn't be playing every week. I was a senior signing to help the kids prepare and see what it's like in rugby league or see what a rugby league yep. player's like. So many kids have so much potential, but you have to work hard on your game 
and everything. A lot of people give it to me because I don't score a thousand tries or pull off the big hits. But yeah. my job is to tighten up the ruck yeah. and get quick play the balls for a halves. I have a footy brain, so that helps me on the field. Yeah. I know I'm not the biggest, not the smartest, not the quickest, yeah. but I always try and use my brain. I've worked. I've always worked hard. That's, he, he, that, that's a perfect journeyman story, isn't it? I know. That's a rugby league journeyman, journeyman talking. There, you can yeah. be so lucky, Roy. Yes. You can be so lucky to walk off the field and say yeah. exactly what he says. Well, Aaron Woods can walk off with his head held high. That's right. You know, That's sure, right. he's been a bit of a bludger every now and again, but who hasn't? He's got a footy brain. He's not the biggest. No. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the quickest. But I always try and use my brain. Yes. Because he's walking off. Yes. And that's the message he's giving to the kids in the club. He is. Kids he is. in the club are thinking, oh, Aaron said I've got to use my brain. Mm-hmm. You what? My yeah. brain. Yeah, you know. Up What's there. that? Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm just wondering uh, mm-hmm. if this story about, yep, this is first grade. Now, that would be a great eye of the storm opening. It would. If, if you Welcome know. Welcome to first grade, exactly. young fella. Cam, that's right. Cam could get yeah. lots of people talking about their first moment in rugby league. Yes. In the senior levels of rugby league, in the that's top level, the top well, flight. Like that young uh, Fulton kitty, grandson of... Uh, oh. I think, grandson. Bozo. Of Bozo. And we call him a Bozo because yeah. he's a clown. That's right. Who, who was introduced to first grade just a couple of weeks ago. And I think Jared Wurra Hergreaves was the he was. first one to welcome him to uh, first grade by <laughs> trying, to, trying to drill through his head with his elbow. McLaughlin Gate. No one is talking about it. And yet we all know the crimes. Any tips? Any clues? Any ideas? Bludging on the blind side is all ears. You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side, and one thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about in the last couple of weeks was the opening of the new, what would I call it, the new facility for the Tigers. Now, we've talked a lot about history. Oh, the Centre of Excellence. The Centre of Excellence. Yeah. The history, Leichhardt Oval, what's being done there, the reluctance of the government and... You know, let's face it. I mean, the government's got the New South Wales government does have a few things ahead of restoring the toilets there, but yeah. I think they should have been moved up the list because it would be a symbol of hope. Right? Yes, it's so true. We, we look to the past as mm. well as looking to the future. Yeah. Now, the future is, of course, obviously this centre of excellence over at uh, you know Tiger Town. Yeah, is that the one near Concord? Actually, it is. It right. is. So what we've got here is is it's it's just an incredible thing. Mm. Uh, now, remember, of course, is that the Tigers are trying to lure players and uh, staff of all sorts to come and work at Tiger Town. That's right. Well, they've got Benji now. No, I was going to say, and Benji can't speak highly enough of it. No. We're not silly enough to think just because we're going to, going into a world-class facility that automatically defines and change, will you know, see results change. In the end, it comes down to the culture and people and the standards, and we're very firm on that. Well, hang on. What they're suggesting is that they don't need a centre of excellence. It's not going to make any difference. Is that what they're suggesting? I don't like that sort of talk. Or the word use of the word culture. Yeah. See, what worries me is they've got all the cultural facilities there, so they don't have yeah, to worry about it. they haven't got a culture yet. No, well, That's the problem. They haven't got a team. Now, is, is Benji going to give them culture? I hope so. Well, the facility includes a multi-lane swimming pool. Good. With a custom-made West Tigers lo- logo mosaic. Now... Oh. Now, here... So you don't look at the black line, you're looking at the logo as you swim. Can, yeah, can multi-lane. I... Multi-lane. How many lanes, I wonder? Could I suggest it's a bit like a an Olympic pool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of black lines at the bottom, it's got the West the Tigers logo. logo. Now, can I say, a West Tigers logo won't come cheap. 
Oh, God, no. You know, and no. so why did they do with, it? With those special imported tiles from, from Greece. Italy. Oh, Greece, okay. <laughs> Chipped off the Parthenon. Chipped off the Parthenon. <laughs> Smuggled <it>. out. <laughs> now, an ice bath. An ice he- bath. Yeah, heated bath for recovery and rehabilitation. Good. There's also a steam room and a sauna. Good. The gym, arguably the biggest of all NRL clubs. Gee, that's an argument. I'd love to see the eye of the storm have a look at that. Which is the biggest gym. Wow. That's a whole show. There's in a that. whole show in that. Yeah. We might be, yeah. the, we, sure, we're in a cramped room, we're in a toilet here, but look at our machinery. Yeah. Look at our flushing. How many sets of weights have they got there, Rachel? Did you mention that? No. Also includes a wrestling arena. Oh, good. And a mini scaled league field for walkthroughs. Oh. Ah, walkthroughs. That's how you can practice your walkthrough. You know, in order, boys, come on, in a line. This is how we walk through. Got to practice. The facility will be home to both football department and the club's administration. Oh, no, you've got to keep them separate. Right. Got to be a wall. What, is the administration upstairs or something? I assume so. Right. But it's got to have a Berlin-style wall between those two things. Sure. They'll just bicker endlessly. I'm telling you that for a fact. Mm-hmm. The NRL head coach's office, which currently has Sheens' name tag on it, yeah. overlooks the gym. Oh, that's good. So you can yeah. keep an eye on things. Yeah, who's doing the weights and right. stuff Is there like CCTV, that. actually? So you can keep There'd an have eye to be on what's CCTV. What's going on in, say, the, I don't know. The ice bath. <laughs> and the camera swings around? Yeah. Okay. Can you watch yourself in the ice bath on I, TV? I, I think is so. There a, is there a TV on the ceiling? You can just lie back in the ice bath and look at yourself? <laughs> There's also a theatre, sleeping room. A theatre? Yeah. No. What so that you show? go watch films with people in the ice bath? Or, well, hang them high. He's, he's an old shot of Aaron Woods. In the, in the old bath. ice bath. Doesn't he oh, look God. stupid? <laughs> what a what a place! Now, they've got a sleeping room. Oh, I'm great! Middle, so it's when you've done. I'm going to go to work there. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm off to the sleeping room. <laughs> I'm sleeping room. I, I don't know. And why. It's being filmed, so I won't watch later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll See take if I've got sleep apnea. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. The mental health hub, barbecue area. The mental health hub. Yeah. What goes on in there? I don't know. Psychiatrists. I suppose so. People with watches. Sit yeah. down. Yeah, and CCTV footage so you can see oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, so on you can see yourself. Couch. What's happening with the watch? Yeah, that's right. Now, barbecue area, juice bar, and even a juice a- bar. Yeah, I know. I that's got to be great. I'll have carrot, thanks. No, we're out of carrot, mate. What do you got? Blueberry. No, oh, that'll do. Rock melon. <laughs> now, and even a barber included in the. A barber. Fantastic. Mm. I know. Sharpen up. Sharpen up, yeah. Before a game. Yeah. Oh, I won't do any training this week. It'll take me all week to get the head right. Yeah. And I mean that. Who do you yeah. want to look like? I want to look like Aaron Wood. Well, you haven't got enough hair. Well, what are you going to do about it? Centre of excellence. I look like rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I get out there, all those start laughing at me. Here comes Aaron Woods again. Welcome to first grade. Now. The facility will be wait for at home to both the football. I might have said that now mm, yeah. through all the facilities. Now the club has also paid tribute to the history of both Balmain and Western Tigers. Good, sorry, Western Suburbs installing a a walk of fame with the greatest as he shuffles his papers. Yeah, the greatest players in both clubs, like Tommy Radonikus and uh, Backdoor Benny. Well and, done, the greatest from Tigers and Magpies yeah. on display. Good. Wait for it. The second stage of the complex is still under construction. I mean, how what big... else do you do? <laughs> well, exactly. How big... Have they got somewhere where you can get your car fixed up? I suppose so. Uh, uh, or get some furniture built for back yeah. home? 
that under construction will include a multi-purpose sports courts for basketball, netball and indoor soccer. How does Wait, that well, I thought they were training for rugby league. Exactly. <laughs> Pasco, is, that's the club boss, has uh, copped the brunt of criticism in regards to the team's on-field performances under his reign. However... His legacy at the club will be the lobbying with the government and the corporate parties to turn this club. Oh, no, I bet you, Jimmy, to reality, I bet you mm. half the club members yeah. would have liked, you know, say 20 more wins yeah. than this heap of excellence. Yeah, I bet they would. They're inspired. And have they got a similar, similar uh, I want to say, near Campbelltown? Have they got a uh, yes, similar I one there? Yes, I would imagine they would have. Because they need one there, wouldn't they? They would, because you can't have because people wasting their, their time, waste their time on the road. I know. Now, wait for it. Inspired by visits to the New York Jets, New York Giants, LA Dodgers, Atlanta Brave yeah. facilities in the United States, the Centre of Excellence considers all aspects of the business. Sorry, I'm not following that at all. No. You mean they're, they're, they're sister centres of excellence, are they? No, I think Can they, the Centre of Excellence have a sister centre of excellence? I would hope so. Yeah, right. See, I can understand that you've got one at Campbelltown and you've got one at, uh, you know, yeah. Concord. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, but well, how does the one at Concord compare, say, with the Denver Broncos? Is it better than theirs? No. Ours are the best in the world. No. So it is better than theirs. Oh, sorry. I had it the other way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, ours are the best in the world. Good. Now, the weirdest thing here well, is... I hope our screens are bigger. The big screens, you can, well, when you're looking at yourself well, in the eye of the storm, how big are they? Yeah. <laughs> the eye of the storm will have to take some measurements. Because no. um, I hope it's huge. huge. It would be huge. Huge screen. <laughs> now... Uh, the Tigers have been described here as the sh- nomads of the NRL. Shifting, nomads? Yeah. Oh, that's because they're always between yeah, Campbelltown and Concord, mm. I guess. Shifting And uh, Leichhardt Oval. Shifting Why home. Why is there a centre of excellence in Leichhardt Oval? Well, it was a centre of excellence. Yeah, it was Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, it was Leichhardt Oval. Say no more. The, they had a ground to run on and they yeah. practised their passing. And a toilet to use. Yeah, that's right. What that's more do you need? need? It's rugby league, after all. Uh, shifting home grounds and training bases throughout the joint venture's existence. They've traditionally spent more time at training than other teams given how much time they spend on the road between the different sessions. We've been in and around different places, training in Leichhardt, Concord, Campbelltown, to have one ground where it's one-stop shop and where we can do all our things from here, it's going to be a massive boost for the players, especially for us players who have been here quite a few years. It's been a long time coming. It's going to be a really good thing for the club and we've never had something like this at the club. There's a lot of exciting times ahead. Isn't that yeah. great? Well, it sounds exciting like a times perfect, ahead. perfect place to go to recover after a big defeat. <laughs> Interested in horse syndication? You are not alone. Thousands of Australians have secured a winning start on the equine property ladder with a leg up from the trackside experts Brown and Brown on bludging on the blind side. Yes, you're bludging on the blind side. We're getting to the closing minutes of the show again, Roy. Oh, look, Craig's been in touch. He says, why is Les Boyd never considered as an immortal? Well, I suppose if you had immortal grubs... He could get in. He could get in. He'd be one of the first picked, I imagine. Uh, there'd be he and uh, probably Tees and Terry Lamb. And uh, let's not forget the grub himself, Ennis. Ennis. Oh, he was more a niggle merchant. Niggle merchant, okay. I don't know if he was a grub, but others would know better than me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Rod Reddy, he was a bit of a grub. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a talk that he might have been the phantom biter at yeah, one stage. Yeah, I know stage. that's true. And I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't true, want to dis- dismerge him. I don't want to dismerge him if he wasn't the phantom biter. <laughs> and someone was doing the chomping Bite. work and he was putting his hand up. <laughs> Could be. Could be. T-Mac. Could well be. Uh, Josh Reynolds. 
Oh, Josh Reynolds without doubt. Well, I think his nickname was Grub, wasn't it? Mm. He gave it to himself. He gave it to himself. Yeah. Well, a bit like Liam Martin gave yeah. himself. You can't you can't get in the Grub Hall of Fame if you do it to yourself. Other no. people have to assess your work. Exactly. Grub exactly. like work. Exactly. But uh, but it may well be worth uh, discussion down the track to come up with immortal grubs. Yeah, no, that, no, that's an excellent top ten immortal top grubs. Top ten immortal grubs. I, I, are and you completely comfortable with this whole thing, though? Of I mean, immortals? Yeah. Oh, I love the idea of immortals because actually they live forever. <laughs> they live forever. Right. You know, Frank Birch, who, who would have thought no. 80 years later we'd be talking Frank Birch? Well, we are. Why? Because he's immortal. Now, do I have any Frank Birch stories? No, not one. But it, but it does me enough to, just to know that he existed, the great True. Frank Burge. See, there would be hundreds of other people, all his brothers, I think, yeah. who played, and there were three or four of them as That's well. That's right. You don't but they, they weren't immortals. I, I know. They don't, I don't have a clue who they were because no. they, as you Are you suggesting they should be, you know, I'm not made immortals? No, I'm not. All the Burges? I'm not. I'm not. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. But it seems Someone's to me... Someone's suggesting that, that uh, Benji Marshall should be a, oh, a bit immortal. Early. But he's... A bit early, I suppose. But haven't you got to be Australian? born in... He can be a... He could be a New Zealand immortal. Well, he could But be. they don't have immortals. No. Well, maybe we've got to transport the or export the immortal concept to New Zealand. To New Zealand, yes. And they'd have and quite a few starters in the immortal sure, category. Sure. Hugh McGarn. Hugh McGarn. England would have its own immortals, I suppose, and France, Puigo Bear. Well, he'd have to be an immortal. In, would Lee in, Crooks be an immortal in England? He would be an immortal in England. He'd be an immortal and a grub <laughs> immortal. Wouldn't he? He would. What an interesting thing, and I suppose Lebanon would have their own immortals. Oh, they would, yeah, Freddie Fittler. And now Greece would be considering it their would, immortals. It would, they would be. Now, maybe the person going to Greece in a fortnight could raise that with his yes. colleagues in yeah. Greece. because they would have been great players back in the day playing in the yeah. forest with the, with the miners, miners' lamps strapped to the head. You know, yeah. did 20 years in jail. <laughs> the busted, playing rugby, playing league. rugby league. Now, uh, you may think you've lost the last two hours. Well, you haven't. It's all there on the podcast just waiting for you to go back and relive these wonderful, wonderful moments of rugby league and the history and the build-up to the finals in 2022. In the meantime, we take up the uh, black dot and move on and join you next Saturday at the same time for more Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.